This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. Back to Move My Mass. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's uh, just going to let everybody know you're going to be a regular on here. Get our chit chat sessions in, work things out. Yeah. Sounds let like everybody, fun. Let everybody know how we deal with it. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be a good time. But uh, so what'd you think of the ride this morning? Did you like it? Yeah, you tried to kill me. A couple, <laughs> couple hours on the dirt out there is, uh, that was a long way. So we did uh, about 32, 33 miles in two yeah. hours. Yeah. It was good. It was a good ride. You know, it's so nice to ride gravel. You just head out from the yard. Yeah. Find the nearest dirt road and go. The fun thing is you don't have to worry about traffic. It's so nice. No one's going to hit us. It so, is so nice. Uh, yeah. Farm tractors. You can watch our tractors. Right. <laughs> and the other thing I like about it a lot is, you know, you just head down a road and you say, oh, I'm going to go left over there. Now nah, yeah. I'm going to go right here. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, on road. You don't have to have a plan. Yeah. You don't have to have a plan. Yeah. A lot so, of times you come up somewhere you have to, you have to turn because there's something in your way. Right. Or a cable across a road or something like that. Right. How do you like that new checkpoint? It's a great bike. Yeah. The Trek checkpoint. Uh, Sam helped me buy uh, recently and it's a great bike and uh, real comfortable on the road and off. But uh, yeah. You can go anywhere, like we said, and uh, it was a fun bike. It's got the nice wide tires on it, so it's a great bike. That is a nice bike. Yeah, he's trying to talk me into one. Yeah, if I go, I think I'll go without the ele electronic shifting. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's better or not, but uh, it works. So, but it's one more thing you got to charge. It's one yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's one thing, like, my bike is still above my level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I think I'm going. Yeah, I can buy the nicest bike, but it's still my legs, right? <laughs> it's still the, it's still <laughs> it's the a, engine. It's like my golf clubs, right? It, it's still my swing. Right, right. <laughs> you, uh, what'd you think of that little pitch at the end? That was cool. That was cool. You <laughs> know, you, you go out in the middle of nowhere and you find this hill you got to climb. So, yeah. Uh, that was yeah. cool. Yeah, that was uh, tough. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. I know it's, it's one of those I go out on. I'm like, okay, do I feel it today? I'll make that left-hand turn to make sure we go get that pitch in. Right. Or, like, no, yeah. not happening. I am. Well, gravel bikes, I mean, you used to ride things like that on a mountain bike. Right. But on a road bike or a gravel bike, uh, it's weird to be off-road and have to ride something that steep. Right. So, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. The, uh, how many times have you been out on that checkpoint? Just a few? Uh, half a dozen. Yeah. Yeah, mainly on the road, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. I've been riding from road. I haven't gone out into the farmland. Like if I'm at my office in Portoville, I'll ride uh, just out across different grape vineyards and things like that. But I've been riding from Stringville a lot, which has just been more on the road. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to have to keep checking bikes out. I mean, I'm not even really in the market. Sorry, Sam. But uh, you're a cyclist. You're always in the market. Always in the market, right? <laughs> I know. We were just talking about two bikes in here. It's yeah. Like how, how often yeah. do I ride these? Yeah. Hardly ever. Yeah. It's just so, yeah, we're pumping up gravel today. That's for sure. Yeah, but for sure. It is just the most fun. Well, we're all, I mean, there's so many people on their phones in cars today. It's just dangerous. Yeah, so if we can get, get off the road and still ride and you don't have to be a mountain bike. It seems like a mountain bike. You really want to go up in the mountains and find some specific trail, but a gravel bike, you're just going to take off through vineyards and just ride anywhere. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it is true, you know, just from when... We were really riding a lot of road. Mm -hmm. I think the text 
driving and texting has increased oh, probably yeah. a lot. It's dangerous. It's yeah. a different, yeah. different time. And we were talking about it on the ride today. It's like, is it worse or did we just get desensitized to it spending all the time on the road? Probably a combination. Yeah, there's but, a big trust issue, right? You just feel like, well, I got to be out here. So I, I assume everyone's going to see me and go by me. But I don't know. It's scary. Yeah. Be interesting if anybody ever puts arrow bars on one of these. <laughs> I, well, I've already seen that. Like on YouTube, I have seen arrow bars, but true, like, well, you, know, there's, you can't get back There's some really great races, uh, some gravel races out, especially in the Midwest. Uh, you got the Dirty Kanza, Kenza. I don't know how you say that. And yeah, then uh, yeah. there's several of those uh, up in Idaho. Um, there's a few, and uh, that'd be fun to go do. But oh, they're like totally. they're like 50 to 100 miles on on dirt. Right. And uh, you might want arrow bars then. Right. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, Rock Cobbler's coming up. Yeah. Tomorrow. I, right? I always forget the Yeah. Tomorrow. And I always forget the mileage, but I think he's got it. And I'm going to screw it up. It's a long way. Yeah. 85, 90, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. That'll be a long one. And it's not, you know, that race. And I've already talked about it a few times on this podcast, but it's not the distance. It's, I think he finds every single yeah. roller. Right. Um, tall climb, steep. Is Sam he, riding or just promoting? Just promoting. See, he yeah. got a well, he rides it beforehand, right? He did ride it. Yeah, he rode it. I forget how long ago. Yeah. A few weeks. Gotta make sure he's done it at least. And he's toast. Yeah. I, I'm done. You know, <laughs> and it's the event has just gotten too big for well, it's not too big, but it's gotten too big for him to he I can't think, ride it ride and it promote it on the same day. And work right. it all day. Right. Yeah. I think he's tried that a few times and yeah. It's like that didn't work out. Yeah. But it'll it'll be a fun time for everybody anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of racing. You just got back from uh, changing some things up on your boys' team, yeah. your team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, we don't have to get on the personnel specifics, but, yeah, is the are the changes working out? Yeah, I think uh, the lesson there is uh, good is the enemy of great. Uh, someone much smarter than us said that. Uh, I think Jim Collins had a book about that, Good to Great, but he says good is the enemy of great. And uh, I think with our race team, we got to a point where we were okay. I wouldn't even say we were I, by someone's definition, we might not even said we were good, but uh, right, we were right. we were making main events and we were doing okay. But you know, we really felt like Mason, my driver, and uh, my coach or my crew chief just they weren't clicking anymore, and yeah. they weren't they weren't making in this type of racing. You've got to have the setup of the car it has to be really you have to be on top of the setup all night long and be making changes and. Um, you know, this particular crew chief, his setup might have worked really well for another driver, but it yeah. just wasn't working for Mason anymore. Right. And uh, right. uh, so we had to risk going backwards and deciding that we were going to make a change. And uh, we did that. And so far, the results have been really actually good. And mm -hmm. we've, we've moved forward. So we hope that continues. And um, but we had to risk where we were and the thought we might go backwards. And this was really tough for Mason to understand this concept. He's so young. I said, sometimes, but if you really want to go for the brass ring, you know, you've got to be willing to go backwards. And uh, yeah. so we just said, you know what? It's worth it to us. We're only doing this if we can be really good. Um, we don't want to just be out there to be out there. So let, let's try. And we made the change. Yeah, it's, you know, of course, I track them, follow them a little bit. And then, uh, but of course, the fastest way is just text you. Hey, how's Mason yeah. doing this weekend? I yeah. can't believe yeah. sent that text and you, your response you didn't say anything. Your response was just a video of him wrecking. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. yeah, we had one of those last yeah, weekend. That's, so that's how that went this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the difference is Mason is, um, 
he was fighting for position. And uh, maybe in the past he wouldn't have been in that position because the car wasn't right or he wasn't right. And uh, now he's fighting for, for positions. So there is going to be a period here where we're trying to get better. We're moving through traffic and trying to gain spots. You're going to put yourself in an, a situation where on that particular instance, they were, they were running three wide and they ran out of room and Mason got into the wall. And once you get on the wall, he flipped several times. But yeah. um, that's the announcer's part of crazy. It. Yeah. And, you know, I think the headline said four flips, but he landed on the wheels. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. And actually, you know, I talked to you about this before. Those are actually, they look really horrible. Yeah. But it actually dissipates all that energy. So he kept flipping, kept flipping, kept flipping, getting rid of energy. And so Mason will tell you it hurt, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it wasn't as bad as if you just come around and hit a wall and you just come to a complete stop. And I, and I have to say, I've never been in these cars, so I don't know. But the p- people that hurt the worst are the ones who just come to a complete sudden stop. Yeah. So if you can dissipate some energy like that, it's probably better. Right. So. Right. And, you know, after going out and watching him race from an outsider, you're like, okay, they, they get in a race car and they go around the track. They're not. Yeah. It's like, say, talking about the setup. Yeah. The gearing. Yeah. It was crazy to see. Right. You know. All we have 900, you have 900, 950 horsepower on a 1400 pound car, 1400 pounds. Right. I mean, that's stupid, right? right? So there's no way you can get all that power to the ground. So it's, everybody has a different setup. You have 24 cars in a main event and everybody's running a little bit of a different st- setup. Might have more stagger. You're right. You're, you're right. Uh, rear tires bigger than your left rear. So it leans into the corner. Some people have more stagger, less stagger. You may have different torsion bars. You may have, there's so many different ways they change the car to try and get that power to the ground. Yeah. So it's, um, it's different. And it's just crazy. It's, I mean, that is a sport of love, Mm -hmm. not a sport of money. Well, plenty of money going out. Plenty of money going out. (laughs) No money coming in. Right. And, (laughs) you know, just to you know, I was just soaking as much up yeah. as I could. And not it. I think in my head, you know, he's got this great RV. He's going to go to the next race, you know, and listening to him talk to you about, okay, son, where are you heading out now? You're going to head out at X, X time. Then you're going to yeah. stay where? You're going to stay in a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. And you were saying, that's just what they yeah. do, you know, and you just have to sit back and think that there's, you better be passionate you have to truly or you better love not touch you that to, sport. Exactly. You have to truly love what you do. I mean, for example, yesterday uh, they were leaving Missouri and they were going to Indiana. Uh, he's ra- racing up in Brownsburg, Indiana tonight. Um, and they had to they had to change a motor on a car yesterday. So they weren't done with all their maintenance yet because it's down to two guys now. It's Mason and his his new crew chief. And that's all they have. And so yeah. they're, they're a person short. And so they were... Uh, working on the car and you know one thing after another it was raining outside they didn't get things done in time they finally got on the road and they had a seven hour drive and they left at three o'clock in the afternoon they're going to drive till 10 or 11 at night that's just what they do two miles out of town he shredded a fan belt on his motorhome and he had to stop he had to carry a replacement he had to work on the motorhome get the motorhome fixed and we're going and that's just that's the outlaw life they're traveling from place to place to place they're gypsies Right. And, uh, but you know, it's, that's, you go, you better love it. You better love what you're doing. Right. And you, you know, as you did the transition on the team, how long were you back there for? A I week? went back for 10 days, 10 days, 10 days. I was there. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> so I flew into, uh, Austin, Texas on a Thursday and uh, we made the changeover with personnel that afternoon when I got there and we raced Friday and Saturday, just outside of Austin, Texas. 
Sunday, we drove 12 hours to Missouri to their headquarters where we were at. Then we had to move shops that whole week. We we moved every bit of a thing that we own into a different location and then raced that next weekend. And then I came home. So there was, you know, everyone in my office says, oh, you're going on vacation. You're going to go out. I'm like, no, I'm going to my second job. And there was uh, no vacation. There was no vacation about it. It was all day long, every day working, trying to hunt for a new shop, trying to find new location to put things. And um, yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, not fun. But so, I found, but I got to tell you, your listeners, I got to tell you there, I found the best fried pie. Now this is all about, <laughs> this right? show is all about nutrition, right? So I found, I'm going through Oklahoma and we're driving, Stacy and I, my wife and I are driving through Oklahoma and we find the world's just on Yelp. Uh, we find the world's best fried pie location. We pull what is into fried this place. Pie? What is- so, you know, like the little Dolly Madison pies, okay, uh, yeah. those type of things, right. but they're fried. Okay. And you go in, you buy a dozen of them like you do a box of donuts. Right. And they have uh cherry pie and a apple pie Whatever and all this. Want. Yeah. And they have cream pies. And then they even had some hot pies. And so we had one for lunch. So yeah, that's what we did. We had the, the best fried pie. We found it. It was Oklahoma. Dang and, good. Uh, yeah, it was really good. So you can't wait for him to race in Oklahoma <laughs> again, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's there in a couple of weeks. He's back in Oklahoma. So I'll go oh, there. Right. <laughs> Son, I won't see you till Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was definitely not on the diet, but, uh, we had, we found the best fried pies anywhere. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and they say right on there, cause you know, it says on the internet, they're the best pie. So it must and, be. And they were not lying. They weren't lying. It was good. <laughs> yeah. 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 The picture of Garth Brooks has been there. So it was all good. Nice. Speaking of a trip like that, were you able to work out? Yeah. Or too yeah. busy? Nope. I still worked out. And, uh, you know, when you, you just, you, crossed over to running shoes and uh i did a lot of burpees so we, we would just run i run 100 yards do some burpees run 100 mm-hmm. yards do some burpees just do yeah. weird things like that yeah and when you're in missouri running and doing that kind of stuff it's a little different people are looking <laughs> at you going what is that guy doing <laughs> i'm going down the side of the street doing burpees and they're like wow yeah somebody's <laughs> working out yeah yeah but yeah that's just, that's just what i do always you just you find a way to do it no matter where you're at right so, that is the key to getting it done yeah and then, you know, you'd have to do all that. Meanwhile, you know, your day job yeah. back here, it's cranking. Yep. Yep. Getting ready for a tomato season that is firing up here in July. Yeah. We, we hope. Yeah, uh, we hope. You know, first yeah. week of July. Yeah. But uh, things are going well there. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, on the Wall Street Journal on the front page one day this week, they had an article about, uh, what was it? The headline was catch up, can't catch up or something like that. Um, the industry's short, right? So uh-huh. as we moved from food service this year to more fast food, tomato ketchup packets uh, are in short supply. There, No one has enough ketchup packets because everyone's been right. buying fast food and taking takeout. Right. So ketchup packets are in short supply. And so they're really running out everywhere across the country. Yeah. And uh, so you know, in general, the tomato crop has been off for a couple of years now. And uh, we're actually projecting based on even normal movement over the next 12 months and a uh, planned crop for this summer. June of 22 will be the shortest inventory on record of the tomato industry. So, um, yeah. So there's uh, there's some more shortages coming. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But uh, water is a big issue here in California. We can't grow enough. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, we've got our challenges. Right. So hopefully you might be set up for the perfect world. Demand, high demand. You have to haul it all. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Sound like there's going to be, did they get enough in the ground? It depends on, you know, Sigma and uh, we're in a drought situation here in California again. And uh, so there's just not enough. So a lot of people are decided 
uh, not to plant acres this summer. So uh, I think we're down to about 225,000 acres here in the state, yeah. uh, which we've been as high as 300,000 acres before, maybe even a little higher than that. But uh, 225, uh, that'll give us about 11 million, 11.5 million tons. And uh, that's that's about domestic consumption. We'll take okay. it all. Okay. And uh, so that becomes, uh, there's no no excess at all. And we were already behind. So yeah. as everyone stayed home, restaurants were closed, everyone was buying things off the shelves. All my customers have been allocation for the last year. So if you're, uh, if you're a grocery store and you order a th- three pallets worth of Hunt's ketchup, um, they'll send you one pallet because that's wow. all they have. So we've been on allocation for a year already. That's and, crazy. Uh, it's going to continue. Seems like everything in the grocery store is on allocation at the moment. Yeah. You walk in there. That's true. That's true. um, Yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope the grape deal, I mean, doesn't get to an allocation state, but I certainly hope we start seeing some balance in supply and demand. Yeah. Seems like we're getting closer. I think every year, I think, uh, no, we start our Mexican grape deal here in the month, more or less. And yeah, got our fingers crossed that the crop is, yeah. At the right size. Lots of mixed information right now, you know, mm-hmm. depending right. on who I talk to, it's it's light or it's normal. Um, and you have to be able to get it here and get it off the boat, right? That's an issue. Well, the Mexican crop, it'll... You it, know, it just comes tru- across by truck. Yeah, actually. yeah. That's so right. that'll be all good. But, yeah. um, you know, it's just hard to find out the information of yeah. what's what. Yeah. And yeah. But what's nice is uh, I think we're going to see demand pick up. Yeah. And demand's be been good, but I think it'll especially once things keep creeping back to normal, demand will get up. Yeah. And, uh, well, if we can keep people at home being healthier, cooking some meals, uh, not buying everything outside, then they'll, they'll buy some more grapes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's where my mind is right now. I'm like, okay, be down there in a while. Uh, you know, of course business always takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a good program. So people want to pack grapes for us. Yeah. That'll keep going. Uh, and I'm thinking, all right, where, where am I going to get that workout in? Yeah. Where am I going to get that work or what time of day am I going to get that workout sure. in today? Sure. Because you never know what happens down there. Yeah. Yeah. Trucks didn't cross <laughs> that you thought were going to cross or twice as many crossed as you thought were going to cross and you have to yeah. go look at all this fruit. Yeah. But yeah, that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, because you went down sounds, for a while last year too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how much time I'll be down there, uh, yeah. but, and that's my brand. So sure. Definitely you want to inspect and make sure everything's okay. And, yeah. you know, quality control. Yeah. And we deal with really good growers. So they yeah. do, they really do the right job. Right. You know, right. but it is, it's mother nature. It's yeah. an ag product. And sometimes it's not always pretty. You just yeah. go deal with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, how's labor going to be for you guys here this summer picking grapes? That's a good question. I, I think that the, Good growers, good operators, people. You don't even have to be a real big guy to be that. Mm-hmm. But I think that the growers that are taking care of their people mm-hmm. provide a good work environment. I think they'll, yeah, they will have enough. Yeah. Um, I think we've we've run into a real labor problem this winter uh, and this spring, especially with the spring crops as they've started to come off. With labor's tight, yeah. and that's you know that's because there's a lot of. Uh, the unemployment uh, extension and paying people to be on the couch right now. So right. I think, you know, if we can get past that, but we don't get past that till September. And yeah. uh, I think America won't really come back from this pandemic until we get all these programs out of the way and let the economy take care of itself. Right. 
Uh, no and, matter where you travel right now, when we were in Texas, we're, I mean, all over the Midwest, there's no hotels have enough people, no restaurants have enough people. I can't get labor out here. I think we're going to have a problem this summer until this until this is over. Yeah, it's uh, especially for those specialty. I mean, driving a truck is a, it's, I don't even know what it's classified as. But yeah, it's class In my a, opinion, it's it a classified, a. I mean, sure. it's a uh, specialty mm-hmm. job. Sure. Not, sure. not everybody can go jump in a yep. truck. It's a skill. Unlike, yeah. you know. Anybody yeah. can go pick a crop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you can't fight the government. When the government's paying people to stay home, and that's exactly what we're doing right now, then right. Uh, you, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to run businesses. Yeah. Where, where we notice it is in the coal storages, forklift drivers, yeah. guys loading trucks, having yeah. a real hard time finding those guys. Sure. And again, it's a, you know, it's a skilled position. Right. And tough to find it. Yeah, our processors are having the same problem. They just can't get the people out to to run the the lines the way they need to, or do the sorting tables, or just I mean, harvest, harvest, drive tractor. It, it's all across the board. Right. And you know, we have to be fair too. I, I think a lot of people are afraid of COVID, and they don't want to come out because of mm-hmm. that. Right. So you know, the shots are becoming more readily available, and uh, so I think central part of California here, where anyone above sixteen and older, I think we're all the way down to that. Where some areas are still up in the fifty and older, but. Um, I think here we're there's a lot of shots available. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you still have a Spartan race in your head? I do. I want to do one. Right. So there's a Spartan race in San Luis Obispo uh, at the end of the summer. I want to say it's November. It could be October. Right. We, ne- we need to do that one. I think that one we need to put on the calendar. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to check it out. I was going to do one in Vegas before I had to go to the Midwest and uh, take right. care of this deal. But um, yeah, we need to go do a Spartan race. I think the 10k is called their super super the super yeah yeah it's super so it's 10k so it's six miles and it's 30 i think 25 or 30 obstacles right yeah right that'd be good yeah (laughs) now does i know tough mutter has it but does spartan have the shocker obstacle I, you know, I haven't seen it. I I've looked get, through. A, I don't know if Spartan know, has it or not. Well, and they don't always tell you which obstacles are going to be there. That's also true. They make that, uh, but you, right. you do have the barbed wire. You have to crawl under the barbed wire and, and there might be an electric line there. So I don't know. I, I don't I, like, I don't like the mix of water and electricity. I don't like that. And that's tough mutter. I think. I think I can watch those YouTube videos of that all day long though. <laughs> that is the funniest thing to see these guys and girls running through in full control of their body yeah and they get hit with one of these and they lose full control they lose yeah. all control yeah, yeah. Well, i i would i'd lose and control. They will just face plant right in the mud <laughs> i mean I'll, yeah. I'll be in tears yeah. laughing it's a great ab workout yeah. watch this stuff you know? <laughs> i mean i'm just laughing so and it's yeah i can't get enough of it yeah i'm just That'd waiting for that just waiting for that guy well, who's yeah. it gonna get oh, who's it gonna, gonna get, get? yeah because yeah. not all the wires are hot yeah yeah so you just watch it and you're like right. who's going to who's and getting then, zapped and they just it's totally random. Yeah. And then they go because yeah. some of them run, you know, they'll just run through real fast right. and just, they know it, they're going to get hit yeah. and they'll bounce off or whatever. Yeah. But some Keep of them moving. think they can crawl through it and miss them yeah. and it hits them. Those are the people and their arms give out and they just, it's <laughs> almost like plant. somebody stepped on the back of their head yeah. and shoved their face in the mud. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. Well, let's, just, let's hope there's no one film, filming when we do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that'll, good. that'll be a good time for sure. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Cause I do, I, you know, both of us, we need an event on the calendar. Need to put something on the calendar to make sure we have something to train for. Right. So get a little more specific in the training. Yeah. So. I jumped in my pool yesterday. 
it was April 7th or whatever that is. And it was cold, but I swam a few laps. It's cold though. Right. I know. Whenever I go up to the club to work out, I walk by the pool, stick my fingers in. Not yet. Nope. Not yet. (laughs) Not done. Not ready. Yeah. Yeah. Now Seven Oaks is still heated. I can go over there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I haven't. Swimming is my favorite workout. Yeah. However, it's just lately, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been in the mood to go swimming. Probably because it is, you know, spring now, but probably because it was been cold and all that. I think that's what we all go through is, you know, there's some times of the year like, "Ah, I'm not, I'm not feeling that, but I'll go do this. And that's the lesson, right? You just got to do something every day. Just go work it. Just go do something. Go find something. Yeah. Yeah. We've gone through times where we just sick of writing and, uh, you know, but right now we're, you know, we went out for a couple hours today, so it's feeling good right now. Oh, speaking of the club, you know, remember Rick Hillard? Yeah. High school. Yeah. I haven't seen him. I don't think since I'm sure I've seen him right after high school. Yeah. But it's been a lot, 20 something years since I've seen right. him. Follow him on Facebook and all okay. that. So I'm on the uh, spin bike in the gym at the club. He walks in. Okay. He just joined BCC. All right. And I wasn't wearing my glasses. Uh-huh. But, so I, this guy, <laughs> Hey John, I don't know who that is yet. Cause it's all the way on the other side of the gym. He goes, right. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes in and we chat a while and I said, Hey, you're going to work out right now. And he goes, no, I'm going to go down and play tennis. So the bike overlooks the tennis courts, right. the pool and the tennis courts. So I watch him play and I take out my phone and I take a picture of him playing. Right. Cause Todd McClinic, right. They, he's also, I follow, I haven't seen him since first part of college. I don't think either, but follow him on Facebook and we talk and I know they play tennis together and golf. Okay. They talk about beating each other and this right, and that. So I right. take a picture of Rick and I'm uh-huh. like, Hey, I said, your boy's practicing. Yeah. And I know he's busy running his yard, uh-huh. owns a yard service. Right. So I know he's doing that all day long. Yeah. He goes, Oh, he goes, I'll let him play with his wife. So that's all right. <laughs> he goes, I'll still beat him. <laughs> yeah. They both played in high school though, right? Yeah. They were, they've been playing for a long time. And they're excellent. Yeah. Yeah. They'll both. ask me, Hey, you want to go? <laughs> no. And Todd is also, well, I think Rick too. I know Todd for sure is an excellent golfer. And, uh, yeah, so they'll, you know, message me on Facebook now yeah. and Hey, you should come to Porterville and play. I'm really bad at tennis, but I love it. I like get out there, you know, once every couple of weeks and try with my wife and she beats me every time, but, um, it's fun. It it's is a good workout. It is a great workout. Well, the way I do it, it's a good workout. But you know <laughs> what I'm you going, can, I know what you can get, get out really fast is pickleball. Yeah. Never played that. And because you guys play at the club, I'm assuming, yeah. tennis. Mm-hmm. Do they have pickleball there yet? Do they have courts no, or anything? No. Yeah, they have courts, but no one's using any of that. So. Stacy would love it. Okay. You would absolutely love it. Okay. And I'm telling you, I it's some of the sorest my hamstrings have been after any workout. Okay. You don't realize it. Hmm. It's just super. Yeah. You have to stay in the ready position. Right. All, at all times. Okay. And it's not nearly as hard to play as tennis. Okay. You're covering a much smaller court. You've seen it, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I've seen it once, yeah. But it's so, it's just, your legs are just firing all the time. You, <laughs> you know, it's just short, quick burst. Yeah. But yeah, that is, that is a blast. And they play it up at the club. Yeah. And I can hear when I swim, I can hear them playing. Yeah. And they just, and it's a group of women yeah. usually that play. Yeah. And I crack up because they're busting on each other like we would be. Bu- yeah. And yeah. so, you know, I might be between sets and I'll just sit there and listen to them. Listen to them. Yeah. Because they, they think they're out there alone. You know? right. right. Oh, right. and they're just ripping each other. <laughs> like, I didn't know they did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a crack up. So you got the Mex- Mexican um, 
the season starting soon with that fruit coming in. Uh, what else? What else are you excited about? Uh, well, I'm super excited about that. Just um, it's nice to hear the growers get excited about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and the other nice thing about it on the not just the growing side, but New Zealand, my customer in New Zealand is ready to go full speed yeah. ahead yeah. this year out of the California deal. Yeah. Um, that's exciting because yeah. that's a complex market to there's logistical things you got to jump through to get fruit over there. Sure. It's good. That, and, that fruit uh, has to be on the water a while. Yeah. And last year we tested it like four or five loads. Right. Went very well. Okay. And so he's, he's super excited to, he's like, I don't know, a month ago, he says, day you guys start, we're going. That's really good. And so that's, that's really exciting. Yeah. And now I've been talking with growers, it, the whole thing to pack for New Zealand and Australia is not easy. Yeah. It's uh, you know, domestic market, you put it, put the grapes in bags, put them in a box and you ship it to the market. Right. Or to the retailer, whoever you're doing business with there. It's, I mean, you're still putting grapes in bags, but a lot of times we'll put them in, uh, clamshells okay. or punnets as they call them. And they're 500 gram. Which is 1.1 pounds. Okay. And it's labor intensive. A lot of extra labor. Yeah. A lot of extra labor, a lot of extra packaging material. Right. Uh, it's a different box completely. Okay. You know, you have to teach the packers how to do it. Okay. So it's a whole nother level of getting things done. And uh, so I've been approaching growers. Some growers won't do it. Some yeah. growers like, I don't want that business. Right. Um, I've been very lucky to uh, have a great customer. Okay. You know, became, someone who wants to do it. Yeah. Someone who wants to do it have become personal friends over yeah. all the years we've been doing business and it clicks. Yeah. Uh, good arrivals shipping to New Zealand. You're going to have an issue probably every year, but, but you know, when you're, that's a lesson in life, right? When you're trying to get on a new customer, sometimes you got to take the crap work. You got to take the work that's hard and oh, do yeah. that work that you maybe don't make as much money on, or you got to do that hard stuff first. And then you get the gravy stuff. Everyone wants the domestic business, put it in a bag. Well, everyone, you know, right. But, uh, sometimes you got to take the other stuff first. Yeah. And then you get in with a good customer. Yeah. And it, it's exciting to get, you know, the brand over there. Yeah. You know, yeah. domestically, it's having really good growth right. and recognition. And yeah. to go overseas is uh, it's the next step. Super exciting. So I, I'm I'm pumped about that and looking forward to it. And I, it's it'll good. go well, you know, because it, it, like I said, I'm going to say it again. He's a great customer. Yeah. And it's going to just work good together. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So it, it sounds like we both have good seasons coming up. Yeah. So let's keep yeah. our fingers crossed. Yeah, we we'll hope for a good uh, season. Hopefully it doesn't get too hot too quick here, but uh, we're off to right. a good start. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming back on. Yeah. And uh, we will definitely catch up maybe in about a month and yep. get back on and see what's going on in our lives then. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.